There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com. It's time for a healthy dose of According to the Castles, the show where we talk about marriage, family, faith, health, nutrition, fitness, and so much more. And now, please welcome your hosts, Amy and Trey Castles. Hey, everyone. It's Amy Castles. I have an amazing guest today. Trey's not here, but I do have Miss Audra Johnson. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much, Amy. So I have um, Audra here as a very special person who has an amazing, inspiring story to share. And but but just before I go into that, I'm going to introduce her really quick. So she's actually a licensed travel professional. Many of you don't know it, but you need a vacation. And some of you don't know how to get there. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to stay. And you don't know how it's going to all come together. And you don't have time to look. Audra is your girl. So you need a travel agent, Ms. Audra Johnson. She's a book author. She's written three books, Love Yourself Girl, Body Forgiveness, and Body Forgiveness, The Journey Continues. So Audra and I met in what was it? Knoxville. Knoxville. Yes. Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, Tennessee. I had just left the airport. She was driving us to our hotel and I just knew she was special. I love to talk to my drivers. I always love to hear their story, where they're from. And I knew right off the bat, oh, you have a really great story. And so for this past year, I've thought about you and I said, oh my gosh, I want to have her on because I know she's got an inspiring story to share. And this year, 
we have started off talking about goals. We've worked with, um, we've had a life coach on, we've talked about breathing, basically trying to set everyone up to getting their healthy lifestyle started. And this is where I want you to come in and launch everybody into your huge health journey. So let's go. Tell me about your story. Well, I'll tell you about my story. I'll start and take it back to childhood here. I was always like that thick girl, the girl that was, you know, just thick, solid or what have you. So I was that girl that was teased all the time uh, from probably grade, second grade all the way up. So, you know, and with that being the case, I just kind of like to make sure that I kind of start from the foundation of things. So being teased all the time in school, it just really lowered my self-esteem, things of that nature. And really a true manifestation of that low self-esteem, I took a lot of it out on food. Um, I just, you know, food was, you know, that was my love. That was my comfort. Uh, and so along with the whole self-esteem issue, that just stayed with me throughout my entire childhood into my adulthood life. So, of course, the weight continued also. So with that being the case, by the time I was about, about a good, by, by the time I was 30 years old, I was 350 pounds. So when I turned about, I got about close to age 40, I started really thinking about different things in terms of uh, the things that ran in my family, things that um, I saw, you know, on both sides of my family that were just manifestations of, of just being extremely overweight. And I started doing my research. I started really just, I really kind of became like a guru when it came to health and wellness. I studied, uh, I studied food, I studied nutrition, and I created my own health and wellness program regimen that was perfect for me. Mm -hmm. um, and with that, I also had to do a lot of soul searching. Mm -hmm. I literally had to peel the layers back because even in my upbringing, I would lose weight. I would yo-yo. I would go up. I would go down. I would go up. I would go down. And for some reason, it was just a struggle to keep the weight off. And a lot of that was just a lack of education because I'm a 60s kid. So I'm pre-technology. You know, I'm just looking at what everyone else is doing and, you know, doing the little one bag of microwave popcorn a day you know, and just watching everybody else. And when technology came into play, I began to dig into to that knowledge. But again, I really want to emphasize, I literally had to do really a self-examination in me. Like, what is it that's making me result, you know, turn to food? Uh, right. What is it that, that causes me to, you know, go off the grid? Because like I said, I would yo-yo, I would lose the weight, but then I would gain it back. And so what I did, I did that self-examination and I had to go totally spiritual. And when I went spiritual, 
I went all the way back to my childhood, as I previously mentioned. And I remember in middle school, one specific um, experience I had, because middle school just Middle school can be just Ooh. the most challenging, depending on it's who rough. it was. And middle school was just like, oh, gosh, you know, for me, it was just like, you know, the worst years. I'll just be transparent and share that. So with that being the case, you know, when I was doing my self-examination, I discovered that um, I was wearing improper footwear. So I was that kid that would want to run the mile twice a year that was mandatory back in the 70s and I would start off well but then after a couple of laps I'm pooped out and my feet hurt and all these things so that was one thing I discovered I literally when I went back and just peeled layers back I discovered okay I was wearing improper footwear and then with the self-esteem issues I struggled dressing for gym in front of my peers. I just really did. I just, I didn't like doing that. And we didn't have uh, the choice to go into the regular restroom stalls to change. So of course that would result in low grades because I didn't have a much academic participation. Mm -hmm. And so with that being the case too. So with all the low self-esteem, the low self-worth and all of that, that continued into my adulthood life when it came to the decisions that I would make in my life and in relationships. I love that you dug into the reasons why you were making those choices that you were making in the first place. Because at the end of the day, you can change your habits on your food choices, but if there is that if that was your choice of nurturing yourself from all the hurt that you've been through or any insecurities, you're trying to fill a gap. Well, you can change the food, but you're going to still need those other things to, you're going to still need something else to fulfill you. And you know, that people, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's just shopping, what it could be shopping. It could be uh, sex. It could be drugs. It could be pornography. It could be, I mean, anything, anything that fills anything that creates that dopamine hit in your body yes is what yes is what we're all looking for but so until you and not just put the band-aids on those hurts but actually heal each one of those hurts you're not going to get to those big changes so what was your point how old were you when you had this epiphany that okay i'm i'm done i've got to figure this out i'm ready to make the change what was your breaking point i was 40 years old and I really started thinking about my life. I started thinking about, you know, let's say the progression of my age, mm -hmm. single mom, raising my son here in Tennessee, truly. And then I started literally asking myself, okay, what is your why, Audra? Because I always wanted to lose the weight. You know, that was yeah. really, I never wanted to carry the weight. And as you were saying, you know, there's so many different things like food was my drug. Um, and so we know there's so many different things, whether it's the sugar, whether it's emotional eating. I mean, I pretty much a smorgasbord, emotional eater, stress eater, comfort. Uh, if I had a disappointing uh, experience, you know, the first thing my mind would trigger, you know, what can I, you know, grab really quick. And so I started really thinking about my life. Mm -hmm. I started thinking about the older people in my family. I started thinking about how I did not want 
to jeopardize my health and you know my son be left you know to be raised by other people and so i along with my son became my wife so were you 350 at that point when you were 40 when i was 40 i was uh 350 pounds and i lost 176 pounds total and that was through diet and exercise through diet and exercise had you had any health issues dealing with that with that obesity had you brought on any metabolic syndrome arthritis heart issues or any of those starting to come into fruition i didn't and to this day i don't the only thing i would somewhat struggle with was a little bit of like bronchitis Mm -hmm. maybe once or twice a year that was really it you were definitely blessed because it can come on quick but you got 40 years old, I mean, you're still coming out of your 30s. And we all know things change, right, at 40. So you're either yes. going south or you're getting better. You have a choice. And Absolutely. Things things change and that your body doesn't react the same way to the environment, to the food, to the exercise. Everything is just different when you turn 40. And so I love that you took that time to say, look, I can I can go downhill from here. Or I can make some changes and I can be better at 50 than I was at 30. So, and yes, well, what I was going to ask was, you said a woman's issues are in her belly. What do you, what exactly do you mean by that? See, that's the emotional part. When I say a woman's issues is in her belly. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's a connection with our emotions and it connects it does connect with our feminine truth to our feminine reproductive system. Mm-hmm. So the way our emotions affect us, it affects us in terms of how uh, there's the, gosh, the term leaves me right now, but stress, there's a stress hormone that is uh, produced. Yes. And it's produced, it's produced in that area and it's a stress hormone. So, so when I say a woman's issues is in, is in her belly, I say, if a woman is uh, having an emotional moment, Mm -hmm. uh, it affects her. And what that does, the manifestation of that, it makes it even more challenging for a woman to lose weight. Mm -hmm. It makes it makes it more challenging. See, the brain and the body work together. A lot of people don't know that, but the brain and the body, the brain and the body work together. So the brain. And, and, and the woman's uh, reproductive system, all of that, it all works together. And of course, that also has a, a plays a, a huge role uh, regarding, you know, how we eat, how often we eat, what we eat. So mm-hmm. when I say that, that is where I'm coming from with that. I love that you said, believe you can achieve it. This was a, and I'm just looking through some of her chapters here. And one of your chapters is, in part four, believe that you can achieve it. And I think that is a huge, huge moment of growth for anyone to believe that they can achieve it. Because even in my time or in my life where I've had three babies, I've had, um, well, I've had six pregnancies, but I had three babies. And every time when you are done being pregnant, I mean, you go through a period of huge hormonal shifts you might put on a little bit of weight, five, 10 pounds that you're holding on to for a period of time, or maybe a surgery that I've had. And 
So I'm somebody who's been in fitness and in health for years. And even I would come back from those time periods and have these huge moments of like, oh my gosh, like it's never going to come off. And that's five to 10 pounds, not 175. (laughs) It took a, I have so much respect for that because I'm looking at, you know, myself going, you're, you're five to 10 pounds. That's nothing, you know, that to have 50 pounds, 60 pounds, hundred pounds, 150, it really does. That, that had to have taken you so many moments of revisiting your why, why you were doing it continually healing, because we know that healing is like layers of an onion. You take off one layer and you're just going to discover something else underneath. You take off that layer and it's just going to keep going and going and going and going. And eventually, hopefully you'll be clear, but you've probably added some more layers of onion just through those years (laughs) that you've been working on the deeper parts. So you're going to have to release those. So it's always going to be something that we're constantly digging out, but it's, it shouldn't be shouldn't be a horrible experience. It should be a beautiful experience. And as you're doing it, you're going through massive growth and shedding off these layers of of fat along with emotions at the same time. How does that feel? I mean, it had to have felt amazing. Light. It, it, you know, I tell you, it it feels wonderful. And what really kept me going was when I started achieving the results. Um, there's something about achieving the results. You appreciate the results and you want to maintain those results. So uh, with that being the case, there's another really important component that I'd like to share uh, regarding my why also. Uh, my, and you'll see it in my book, I dedicated uh, actually my book to uh, my son's uh, deceased father, his, you know, my late ex-husband, and he struggled. He struggled with obesity uh, to the extent where it was um, a major cause of of him, mm. you know, transitioning out of here very young, 51 years old. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure that I shared that because that was also another why um, as it pertains to family and even as it pertained to myself. But in terms of me, just, you know, the whole success story piece. I say it very humbly, but I tell people, I say, you know, I went to the gym and I just started working out and I changed my eating habits and I just didn't stop. Now, let me put a plug in there. I told you earlier that I despised as a kid any type of exercise, right? Uh-huh. So, so, so when I got educated, you know, technology and all of that, you know, 17 years ago, I started doing my research and then I lived in a complex, Amy, that had a gym that was literally like a stone's throw away from me. I went through a divorce, an ugly divorce, Amy. I went through an ugly divorce. More stress hormone. Oh gosh, yeah, the stress stress hormone was, yeah, doing its thing. But I moved into an apartment complex and it had a gym literally like a stone's throw away. And so I started going to the gym uh, I did have someone work with me a little bit, someone that was like a bodybuilder, and he kind of got me started in mm-hmm. terms of different techniques and different exercises. But, you know, like I say, I became consistent. Uh, the first time I was in the gym, actually, I got on the treadmill and I got a rhythm going 
And I felt like, you know, you got this. And uh -huh. I got ahead of myself and I fell. Oh, no. I got so embarrassed. <laughs> did you just, so, you fell and did you just go right on off? Off the I back fell, side? I fell. And I still have the scar on my knee. And I wrote something oh. in my um, writings, in my inspirationals, and it's called The Good Scar. Oh, because it was a good scar. It turned out to be the good scar. But when I fell, you know, I'm in the gym. This is a community gym. I'm in front of all these people, so I'm embarrassed. So I pick myself and my pride up, and I go back to my apartment, and I say to myself in my internal dialogue, I'm not going back to the gym. Mm. But guess what? There's always something inside of us that it's just something, at least speaking for me. It was just something. So with about a, the next day or two, I was back in the gym. Good for you. You know, back in there, got back on the treadmill, held on to the rails like a good girl. <laughs> you know, because that's yes. what it was. I just got a momentum and I got a little overzealous. And I still have that scar to this day. You had to put your hands on both of the rails and then yes. you stand on the edge and then you start it and then you put one foot. And then you start going with that one foot. And then when you're yes. ready, you add on. And yes. then when you're ready to stop it, you slow down. You put your hands on the rails. You step one foot off on the right, one foot on the left. There you go. Okay, yes. so I have a question about the exercise and the diet. Now, when because this is, you know, people, everybody knows the emotional stuff, right? We, You know, it gets a little, we talk about it a lot. And it's probably annoying and people are like, okay, I don't care. Just tell me what to do. All right. So that for those that just say, I don't care. Just tell me what to do. All right. We'll get there. Did you start lifting weights at the same time? That, or did you, I mean, let's say going from 350, what was your first step? My first step was starting to make slow, gradual changes. Okay. And I started making slow, gradual changes with my diet. Okay. Now, when I started going to the gym, I was doing the resistance training also. So I did them both simultaneously. Okay. But I made those slow, gradual changes first in my diet. Now, when you say slow, gradual changes, do you mean, okay, I had five sodas a day. Now I'm going to have four sodas a day. Things like that. Or was it I'm cutting out all sugar across the board? Let me tell you, I started out replacing candy, like let's say, M&M's. Mm -hmm. I replaced candy with trail mix. Okay. And that was a tip I got. I was reading a magazine and someone else that had went through a major weight loss in their journey. That's what they said they had done. They said, Hey, I just replaced, you know, candy with trail mix. That was a good one. And the next thing I did, I invested in a George Foreman grill. Oh, okay. So no fried foods, Audra, no more fried foods. You get this George Foreman grill and you fall in love with it. And that's what I did. I love that's it. That's what I did. I, I, I remember the George Foreman grills. <laughs> they were so good. I still have, I still, I've, I've gone through a couple of them, but I still have one. And basically what I did, I went from the greasy fried foods mm -hmm. to the grilled foods, vegetables, instead of, let's say, 
chicken sandwich, a fried chicken sandwich or something like that, I would just take the meat and grill it and I would have a salad. And that's another thing about me. I can be a creature of habit when it comes to food. So I became a salad eater and a salad lover. And I still to this day love salad. So those were the things, those were a few of the things I did, but I definitely did the resistance training also. Now, keeping in mind, I was so heavy. And at the age that I began the journey, um, my skin was not per se as, you know, the elasticity was not as, let's say, as as uh, advantageous as someone younger than myself. So, right. of course, you know, the manifestation of excess skin is there, but I would rather have the excess skin, you know, than the other option. Right. Okay. And when you started doing resistance training, were you doing that every day? Were you doing that three times a week, twice? Every day, yes. What people don't understand is that when you are strengthening your muscles, you are waking up those muscle fibers and you're telling them, hey guys, turn on. We want you to get stronger. We're going to get you tired a little bit. We're going to wear you out and you're going to require more calories. So instead of giving you more calories with the food that I'm eating today, I want you to go eat at my fat stores. Can you do that for me? And so they, they then say, all right, let's do it. And then they start burning more fat. At the same time, You're also stimulating your joints and your ligaments to strengthen and get stronger. So it's all encompassing. And then you combined that with some movement of walking because in order for your heart to be strong, to pump all that blood towards your muscles while you're, you know, pushing uh, chest pressed or squats or whatever it is, you need a strong heart. So you were able to walk and then really work on your cardiorespiratory endurance, your lung capacity. I, how much did your uh, did your bronchitis go away? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because when you yes. have that extra weight on your chest, you're you're having to breathe through that. Your lungs are having to fight against the diaphragm as well as the amount of body percent or body fat against the diaphragm, and it's having to yes. fight. So it's constricting. So I bet you felt yes. just, I mean, I can't imagine how amazing you felt. And you just every single week, probably better and better and better. Yes, yes. And, and you know, the thing about it, Amy, was that, again, I, I would tell people, because I told you in the beginning, I was historically always thick, heavy, just always. I wasn't that itty bitty little skinny girl that put on a bunch of weight somewhere after high school. So so I was just as amazed at my results, even though I knew that I was going to be consistent. Um, I started appreciating my results. And you know, my results, a lot of a lot of times because of the way I did it, um it was more so of a way of literally shocking my body because I was not an avid exerciser prior to that. And the combination of the cardio uh, along with the resistance training, along with the diet. I mean, it just, it just, it, it was like literally tricky. And that's another thing too, you know, constantly tricking my body that goes into like, let's say my carb choices, like every four weeks, I would switch up a carb choice. Cause we know that our bodies often get used to what we do. 
And so, you know, that's where plateaus can happen and things of that nature. And I'll say this, because most people, especially women, we have a, a tendency to plateau, I think, more than men because we were created to bear children. So, you know, women would ask me, you know, they would really, they say, well, what do you do when you plateau? And I just say, keep going. Because when I hit a plateau, Amy, that's what I did. I just kept going. And when my plateau broke, I didn't realize when it broke, I just kept going. The vision that I've always had when it comes to plateauing is it's going to be different for everybody. Everybody plateaus differently and at different times. So one person may start something and they have excellent results. And eventually their body will get used to that and they won't have the same results that they were having before. It doesn't mean that what you are doing isn't working so you need to stop. It means that your body has gotten stronger and you need to challenge it a little bit more. So the very basis of exercise is overload, adapt, overload, adapt, overload, adapt. And you are constantly doing that. And just when you get to a point where you feel like you cannot do anything else to get stronger, you need to go on vacation. And that's where you need to call Audra, because I'm telling you, if you go on vacation and you take a week or two off and then come back to it, you will actually be able to hit new levels because your body had a chance to recover because that's recovery is important, too. And um, it's it's something that a lot of people don't do enough of. Okay, I want to talk about celebrating non-scale victories. Yes. And. I think it's important to note that when we are gaining muscle and we're losing fat at the same time, it's as if we are bringing in tiny little bricks uh, that weigh, uh, let's say, tiny bricks that weigh one pound, and you weigh your house, right? You weigh your whole house. And at first, you're losing these big boulders, but then you start actually gaining some muscle and you're losing these huge boulders and each boulder weighs one pound. And then, but then you start putting on some muscle. So you bring in these tiny little bricks and they each weigh one pound. They weigh the same as the big boulders. If you lose a big boulder as one pound and you brought in a little bitty brick as one pound, you will not see a difference on the scale. Do not go run back to the pantry and binge and give up. Because you don't see a scale change. It's so important. So let's talk about that. Yes, let's talk about the non-scale victories. You know, I just speak for women. A lot of times we can be hung up on a number. And when I mean by a number, not just weight, it could be a size, you know. Uh, Well, I wear a 12, but let's say in this particular cut, they have to go into the next size or two up depending on the actual item. Sometimes we as women can be so caught up on a number, whether it's size or weight. So what I have always taught women is this. I've said, listen, the non-scale victory is this. You must remember that muscle weighs more than fat. So when you actually gain more muscle and you're losing fat, you'll lose inches. So you have to learn how to look at both and balance them out. So that's a major non-scale victory to gain more muscle, 
lose the fat. But then when you measure and take your measurements, you're like, wow, okay, I'm a couple of inches smaller over here on my waist is a couple of inches smaller, but but why is the scale moving? That's been a major, major area that I've mm-hmm. had to educate women with because again, a lot of times women are just caught up on the number, the size, the number of pounds. That's a major non-scale victory. I feel like these books that have the scale or the the chart where you can track your numbers, we all want to see that chart go down, 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 because we love charts, you know. But I feel like those pages should not only have the part for weight, because there is going to be, but it, you're going to see it kind of go up and down. That's right. They should have the weight part, but they all should have a how do you feel yes. section. Yes. Because if you wake up and you feel amazing and your pajamas are sitting right on the hips and you're just feeling all hot and skinny that day, and then you go over to the scale and then you see something you didn't like and it changes all of that, you've got to check yourself and say, whoa, why am I paying attention to, why am I determining what the scale says for how I feel? I felt great. It's all about how you feel. So it should be it should be the number, it should be how you feel, and then it should be uh, your, maybe your, the size of clothing, how your clothes fit, and then maybe, you know, a measuring tape. You could do all of them. And when you look across the board, not on a weekly basis, but over the course of six months, that's where you're going to start to see those trends. Okay, so we have time for, I have one more question what about toxic relationships? I know I talk a lot about emotions, but... Wow, toxic relationships. Can't that send you right back to square one? And see, that goes back to your why. Like, I remember uh, me historically being a member of a lot of gyms over the years. Um, I would meet women, you know, and they would say, oh, wow. They would say to me, you know, oh, I'm in a new relationship. So I'm in here, I'm working out, you know, and everything. And I would look at them and I'd say, now, what if this relationship doesn't work out? Because really the why is not the best why. I really want to say an incorrect why, but the why is not the best why, because you know, it's like, okay, you're in here because you just got into a relationship. And and even the women that are, let's say, plus size, hey, feel good about that. I mm-hmm. raise my hand and I tell you, I didn't. I never felt, I never, I never felt good about being overweight, uh, my self-esteem, my self-worth, my self-value. It was extremely low, but I do encourage women. I'm like, look, you know, whatever size you are, try to feel good about yourself. Just like you said earlier about, you know, you wake up, you're feeling good. You have on your baggy pajamas. And this is another side note, if you don't mind. Women that are really, let's say, um, women that are really hung up on, like, let's say, uh, wearing certain type of gym attire, uh, the, the form-fitting attire, that's fine. That That's fine. I, I don't, because, I mean, I have my outfits and too but women that are really really let's say um really like phobic phobic about uh how they look and their size i tell them every now and then put on something baggy wear something baggy to the gym for a week or so 
Because see, that's another thing. Sometimes women that are always in the mirror, they're always looking at themselves. Sometimes they don't see themselves the way they really are. It takes going yeah. in the gym, wearing baggy clothes for about mm-hmm. a week, and then go back into the gym with your regular you know, favorite attire on. And that's another way that you see results also, Amy. That's another way to see the results that you normally would not see if you're being consistent and eating right, you know? Whenever I was pregnant, I would always say, I'm just building up my muscle underneath because I would I would work out the whole time I was pregnant. I say, I'm just building up my muscle underneath. And then after I have the baby, I'll make the big reveal. Because, you know, you lose a ton of weight and water retention. I always gained a ton of water weight and I would just look so swollen. So after I would say, I'm just going to have a little bit of extra on me and then all the muscles underneath, I'm building muscle underneath. So every once in a while, you know, putting on a little extra and then you take it off and then you're like, whoa, wait a second. I, I think it's important to appreciate yourself and where you are along the journey so thank you so much for coming on here and sharing your story um we needed to hear this and we needed just the simplicity of it we make it way too difficult just got to get out there and get moving change little things use your intuition pray about it thank you so much for coming thank you i hope you enjoyed it i loved having you thank Thank you you for the opportunity and where can people find you They can find me on Facebook as Audra Johnson. And of course, there are a bunch of Audra Johnsons. My email address is M-S-A-U-D-R-A-M-A-R-I-E. That's Ms. Audra Marie at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful afternoon and we'll be chatting soon. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of According to the Castles with Amy and Trey. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. To stay up to date with the castles, follow Amy on Instagram at acastles. Until next time, have faith, enjoy life, and love abundantly. There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. 
But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com.